0: Welcome, everybody, to Bowers House Podcast, the second episode, and I am here with none other than my other best friend, John Morich. How you doing, man? What's going on, man? I just want to say
1: one thing. I think that the shirt and the hat beautiful, to be honest.
0: And this was all impromptu. You know, this was all like spur of the moment. You said you can uh, do the podcast tonight. So I'm like, let me throw on this shirt. Let me throw on this hat. So (laughs) it's perfect. And I didn't put on the hat just because, you know, we're Rangers fans. But, you know, it was just what was lying around and it's perfect for the situation. So
1: it is. I mean, I I think it fits well because this is a like a video game podcast, correct? So the shirt, it's perfect. And I love that. I I used to love that game when I was a kid too. Really? So you played Duck Hunt? Absolutely, dude. I'm I'm like uh, yeah, like I am around your age, sort of. Like, well, I'm like pushing forty now, so that was like the first generation for me. Uh, uh, the first uh whatever. Actually,
0: it's the first game I probably ever played. Which wow. is Weird. You actually already answered one of my questions because I always like to ask. Um, people, like, what's the first game that you remember playing? Uh Uh-huh. I would say that, um, it was
1: either Duck Hunt or the first Super Mario. Because they came, like, together in the same cartridge for, uh, Nintendo.
0: Yeah, that was so cool how they had that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It had to be one of the only games where they did that, where, like, they put, like, uh, Like two games onto one cartridge, and considering back then, you know, like a kilobyte was like a terabyte (laughs) to you know for back then. It's true. Oh Um, yeah, you know. So it's like putting two games on a cartridge like that is like, you know, uh, almost
0: revolutionary, if you will. Did you get that like for like a special occasion? Like, was it like a Christmas present or something? It was a,
1: um, it's like a short story, I guess. Uh. How did it go, if I remember? I think I was, like, um, like, five or six years old, and I think my dad was coming home from work, and for some reason in my house, nobody was home. Like, my my mom, my sisters are all gone. Well, two of my sisters at the time, because my other sister wasn't born yet. So, uh, like, either they were sleeping or they weren't home, I don't remember, but anyways, my dad just came home one day after work, and he just had the Nintendo, uh, Big-ass box in his hand with, like, you know, with that game inside it. I guess it came with it, I guess. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, it did. Yeah. And uh, he just came with it. He's like, oh, let's, like, let's play. We had the gun and everything for the duck hunt, you know? And, um uh yeah, me and him just started playing duck hunt in that little-ass room on this TV. It was, like, an RCA, I think, from, like, 1989 or 90 or something, like... And me and him were just having fun, just playing Duck Hunt, shooting at the screen. I would go really close to the screen and just, you know, kill all the ducks easily like that.
0: That controller worked fun. surprisingly well for, like, an early video game peripheral. Yeah, it did. <laughs> like, you'd you like, think, like, it would be such a fail. Ch- <laughs> like Yeah.
1: No, no, but it did its job. I mean, I think they did good. Nintendo was great. I mean, they are great now. Like, they're doing great with the Switch and everything, you know, so, but even back then, they were, uh, they were like the PlayStation of today, or Xbox.
0: Do you remember having, um, like, any other notable NES games during that time? Oh, NES. <laughs> you call it NES? Okay. I'm oh, yeah. That, <laughs> it's two different types of people. There's the NES and the NES people. <laughs> yeah. I call it NES, I guess. But, uh.
1: Any, uh. Wait, uh. You asked if I ha- had any other games on that? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, uh, let's see if I remember anything else. I remember for some for some reason, I don't know why Battletoads is jumping at me right now.
0: Oh, so good
1: or was that snes that was
0: snes but if you did own it for um well here's here's another two different types of people is snes people call it snes or snes i i I always called it snes but yeah so anyways so you did own battletoads for snes right i believe yes yes i did i remember playing that game i mean uh i think
1: at that time, when I was younger, I think I lost that game somewhere. But oh, my really? Cousin, yeah, did something to it. I don't know. Did but, you uh, you lent it to
0: your yeah. cousin or something, and then never
1: saw it again? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know how 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 it used to be. Like, uh, my cousin used to come over like almost all the time after every school day, I guess. Yeah. And he used to get out of school first, and he used to come home, and he used to like just play on my games, like. And I remember, like, I don't know why, but uh, that used to kind of piss me off, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he used to come come over and just start playing my games. I remember I had Home Alone, too. Yeah, he used to play those games and shit. And I don't know why I got, like, upset with it. But, um, uh, yeah, so the one, the one time I was like, I know he's coming over today. So I brought my controllers to school in my book bag. And I just had them there. Just so, you know, and then by the time I got home, just so I couldn't, um, just so he couldn't play, I was like, ha ha, I gotcha. And he ran to me right away, he was like, where are the controllers? You know, (laughs) it was like a little fucking, what do you call it, like a little jab at him, I guess. I was kind of
0: an asshole when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you being angry with him, like, playing your games and stuff is like a pretty normal reaction. I feel like anybody who was a kid back in the day was, like, protective of their yeah. stuff uh, and their games in general. Like, uh, I I know I was that way. Like, if anyone came over and was just, like, had, like, sticky-ass fingers from drinking soda and would touch my controller, I'd be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Hated that. Such a pet peeve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't – yeah, that is true because
1: they don't wash their hands, let's say, or whatever. They just come in. They just – make themselves at home and just yeah this is mine until he gets here you know that type of thing.
0: It's funny it's hitting me <laughs> right now how pissed I was when my brothers and I decided to trade in so many of our retro games we traded in like a bucket full of like our N64 games our SNES games all that stuff all to trade in just to get um like a Discount for the next system But if we held on to those The value of them Even used Like I'm talking like not even in the box Like uh, the example I love using is um, The game Conquers Bad Fur Day for N64 That one just the cartridge alone Is like $80 off eBay Which which isn't like a fortune But I mean For a game of that time, that's still a decent amount.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you, you, sorry, used games are actually, like, uh, what do you call it, um, they do lose value, evidently, you know, so it's, like, so it's tough, like, when you buy a game, and if you're trying to be a collector one day, let's just say, then you got to leave that shit in the box if you want to, like, get some value out of that, or, like, if you want to, like, leave it to your grandkids, uh, you know, one day. You know, so like, uh, but still, but nobody does that. Like us gamers, like we don't do that. We're not going to buy a game and then leave it in the box, you know? Like, right. We're not just going to stare play at players. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm going to leave it on this shelf for 40 years and I'm I'm seven
0: years old. I'm going to leave it on this shelf. for No, you know. Yeah, especially, you know especially when you're a kid because all yeah. you want to do is just play the damn game and, you know you just want to freaking open it up and and that was the other thing was enjoying opening games you know what i mean it's like yeah. versus now um versus now you're just downloading it and there yeah, there goes parts. the fun of opening it you know
1: yeah i mean uh yeah that sucks if you think about it now everything's just downloading and like my pc now like it doesn't even have a slot for cd rom or you know Or the other thing that I used to play on, uh, the fucking floppy disks. Like, it doesn't even have a slot for that anymore. Like, none of these things do. Even the new PlayStations and the Xboxes. Like, they don't have anything. Everything is digital now, which is, you know, fine. I mean, like, that's with the times. But, you know, like, if you want to get nostalgic,
0: like, it's – that was our thing, you know? Oh, man, yeah. Like, I remember having the shittiest computer as a kid, but being on it all the time and, like – playing games on floppy disc that I don't even know how I would get them. I I think like my dad would just like be like, here you go, here's like this. And it was like Super Munchers. I don't know if you're familiar with that game. It's like what is that? (laughs) It's like this old school educational PC game. Like it it came out during the (laughs) nineties, I wanna say. And uh you would just like click it was like a point and click type of thing. Um but yeah, you can, uh, you can Google it afterwards just to see, but uh, I used to play like all those point and click games like Putt-Putt and like Fatty Bear's Birthday Adventure, all these like freaking obscure PC games before I even delved deep into like console gaming and stuff.
1: Yeah had an obscene uh thought when you said super munchers for a second but we could move on.
0: we don't have to expand on that that could be <laughs> for another podcast <laughs> yeah of course um, Yeah.
1: no but do, do, yeah like i was gonna say like uh no like if you remember like back on the you know uh back with the floppy disk days like how it was to like install games like it would be like like if it was uh doom like the original doom i remember having that it was like eight fucking floppy disks or some shit and like you would have to like put it in and then DOS would tell you to take it out and then put the next one in and oh man
0: yeah because my computer knowledge at the time was really basic like i used to have to call like friends or like friends of my dad to help me install certain games because like it would say like you need this shader to install the game. And I didn't understand the concept of upgrading your uh, PC at the time. I just thought, like, oh, you know, I'll just buy a whole new computer, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just keep doing that. Like, you know, instead of the logical thing, looking into, like, oh, I need a new video card, you know? But stupid me at the time. I'm like, Mom, Dad, uh, I need to drop (laughs) another uh, $1,200. Because I can't install, like, Dungeon Siege on my freaking PC. Like, it was... It would have to be, like, every month because,
1: like, uh, like, graphics cards, shit like that, like, always upgrades. They upgrade, like, almost monthly, so you have to, like, keep buying. Like, imagine you took that route, like, the old, like, uh, it's kind of like an old grandpa, like, getting a (laughs) laptop for the first time. And then, like, uh, you know, he uses it, and then, you know, the battery dies, but he's calling up his grandson, and he's like, God, I don't know how to fucking, you know, like, um... I had to return this one and get a new one.
0: <laughs> it's like, Grandpa, all you had to do was charge it. Why the fuck are you returning it? Exactly. You know, it's <laughs> like, but but then, you know, as time went on, then I'm like, oh, okay, this is how you do it. And it's funny because my dad wasn't like a big gamer, but he would always hook us up with games. Like, like he would cool. come, come home and be like, uh like when the Dreamcast was big, he's like oh here i have some dreamcast games for you and one of them was super obscure it was called blue stinger and um it it was like a survival horror game where you're like on some island and uh really yeah it was really interesting it i would actually like to revisit it one of these days but the funniest thing was the voice acting in it horrendous voice acting like I love her at this voice. Acting but you, really. that's the that's the great thing about oh, it mad, is you yeah. can just like make fun of it. At the time yeah. you're just amazed because you're like, "Oh wow, like these Dreamcast graphics are great." But like you yeah, look, they were great though. They were. They really were. Like Soul Calibur was really good. Um I'm trying to think there was a game called Power Stone that w- looked amazing on it and uh, Yeah, that was when like I was really starting to notice like graphics getting
1: Yes, yes, they were. Dreamcast was the shit. I had a Dreamcast, too. But I that, that thing had, I well, well, for me,
0: like, had, like, like loads of problems, I think. It did, yeah. Especially if you had minor scratches on your disc, it would not be able to, like, read it. <laughs> I remember I once bought yeah, yeah. this thing called uh, Disc Doctor from Blockbuster. In an attempt to, like, fix the disc, you would put it in this, like, thing that you'd wind up. And I guess it would just, like, wipe the disc with something. And it never fucking worked. It was just a waste of money. <laughs> At the sure, time, man. I'm like, you know, I thought it would save my game.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of the time I had, like, a Dreamcast. Uh, and um, I bought uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh. I think so it was either one or two. I think it might have been two. Yeah. Because I remember the cover being, like, Tony Hawk, like, up in the air or something. And you could see the sky. Yeah. So actually, I'm gonna look that up real quick. But anyways, I had I had a story about that where like uh um I I had the game, I put it in, and the thing like it would freeze at that at the uh at the beginning, like where that thing made the swirl, and then it's a Dreamcast, it would freeze there every single time, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and I would just go on my bike, and I would ride like. Like, what was it, like 30 block, like 20 or 30 blocks, which is like, I think it was like three or four miles or something like that. And I rode it all the way to Toys R Us. I would return it and then tell them, like, this game is not working. They would give me another one. I would go ride all the way back. Oh my gosh. I know. I rode all the way back, put it in the Dreamcast, and it did the same fucking thing again. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, so you had to go back and do it all over. Again. Oh my God. And guess what I did? I fucking got the game. I went all the way back again. Got my bike. I went all the way back to the Toys R Us again. I did this about maybe two or three more times. Yeah, I know. It's like uh weird. But anyways, I did it like two or three times and they started to recognize me at that place. Oh, they're like, funny. Oh, great! It's this fucking kid again," <laughs> and I kept telling him, "I'm like, this shit's not working," and they would be like, "They'd be like, okay, fine." So they took the game that I just bought and they went to, um, uh, they went to like a uh, a display or whatever that had a Dreamcast on it, you know, like a video game display that you could test the games out. Yeah. And they put it in, and the thing worked, and the guy was playing, and he's like, "Look, it works." And I'm like, "Shit! I'm like, what the hell's going on here?" So like I drove back I rode back and then um uh I don't know, I, I, I had to like I had to go back to my NES roots I guess and like I don't know if you remember like we used to have to blow on the cartridge. Oh uh, yeah. And shit like, and then put it in and then like, you know, just like finangle the game or whatever. Like uh as you put it as you put it in the slot or whatever and you like pressing it up and down I don't know. Just dumb shit like that and like uh so i went home i put the i put the game in and i forgot what i did but i actually got it to work where like i think i would reset i don't know but it was just a it was kind of a nightmare great system but that system just had friggin'
0: problems man it's funny because we both we both grew up in jersey and you're triggering my childhood memories of bike riding you know Oh, it's like in a good way, like because like I remember everything was so accessible in the town that I grew up in where you could just bike ride to places like you didn't have to rely on like anyone to have to drive you. So you had that like luxury, uh, I guess luxury in quotes of <laughs> riding your bike so many blocks uh, to, in an attempt to fix this game, you know, instead of relying on anyone else. I I did get a lot of exercise that day. I know that. Got, like, ripped calves because of that day. (laughs) Dude, It had to have been
1: from the... I think I bought it the night before. It was, like, a Saturday. You know, I didn't have school. And, uh, what do you call it? Like, I bought the game, I think, Friday or something with, like, my, like, confirmation money or some shit. And, um, yeah. And so, I got, yeah. And then the next day... Like, that whole story I just said before, it took from probably, like, 8 o'clock in the morning to, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon of just me driving back and forth like an idiot.
0: Your parents were probably like, okay, you can buy a game with this money, but it has to be a religious game. Yes, that guy's a confirmation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my
1: yeah, my family's kind of religious, which is cool, you know, I like it. It's yeah.
0: It's gotta be, uh, did you know... Uh, the Crusader Kings... <laughs> You know the the game Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the creator of it used to make religious games before he made that one. What happened? <laughs> I know, what right? That? That's such a that's such like a like a twist, you know. The animatronics that he created in his um, religious games, he basically repurposed and used for Five Nights at Freddy's.
1: I, like I wonder how that works, like he went from like making like Noah's Ark and Moses and really nice things. He gotta heal this person to like you know what? fuck this, let's scare the shit out of people. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think what he should do is combine both. I think he needs <laughs> to make a really scary religious game as his next game. I think it would be a real we hit. Do that, though like there's no really mythical
1: monsters and uh. In, um, uh, well, in my religion at least, like, who, who Noah, the whale, and not Noah, what was it? The whale or whatever? I don't know.
0: Like, in Noah's ark, I don't know. They just have jump scares, like, Noah puffing up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. All his animals coming to attack you.
1: Yeah, like, it's Christmas Day, and you go look in the manger, and, like, a friggin', like, a, what do you call those fucking things? Damn it, I had a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Not Cupid, but like those big cherubs, like a cherub fucking teeth pops out or some shit (laughs) out of the major.
0: Perfect. I think we got ourselves a game here, dude.
1: Actually, that reminds me, because I went on Steam the other day, and it's funny because there's actually this game. It hasn't been released yet. It's actually on my wish list. It's called, and I kid you not, it's called I Am Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's literally, I, and, and I think it's, like, and it's not, like, a comedy type of game at all. I think it's, like, a serious game. Oh, wow. Like, uh, you actually play as Jesus Christ in the first person. And from what, and and I'm only judging this from the trailers I've seen of it. Uh-huh. But, um, uh, yes, I'll base it off that. And, um, basically, like, it looks like you run around and, like, you have, like, a bar, like, uh, kinda of similar to like a health bar, I guess, in a in a fighting game, except it's on the left and it's vertical and it has like his heart on it. Um like, you know, like have you ever seen a like a picture of Jesus and he like uh and he has that heart with the crown of thorns in the in the middle of it? It's right. that.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, and okay. it's like
1: a bar and like you use powers to like to like feed the feed the hungry and like to cure blindness and you're walking around and like uh, and you could walk on water. It's like the weirdest thing, but it's kind of funny. Like if you do look at it, if you ever check it out.
0: The second thing I want to do is play the game. The first thing I want to do is check out the Steam reviews when it comes out. <laughs> because yeah. oh god, I can only imagine the buzz it's going to generate in the uh, review section. Yeah. The, um. Yeah, because
1: those comments are actually kind of funny.
0: Oh, they are. Like,
1: have you ever read the ones that like uh that like these games that were made by like one person and it was meant to be like a joke or whatever, and they give like it the best rating or whatever, and they say like um best game ever, but like they do it like in a funny way. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like
0: people leave funny Steam reviews all the time. I think it's great. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think there was one i was reading the other day i was just bored because you know i had i had uh i think i have COVID, but i am on the uh um exiting stages of it you know so that's good. basically 100 percent, yeah so i was bored the other day and i was looking at reviews and there's this one game called like the but yeah it's called the button and oh. you literally just pr- like it's like this game had to be like a kilobyte big not even yeah it's basically just a screen where it says you click on it or it says the button and you just click on the button to get score to get a score or whatever and that's literally it <laughs> and the comments on it are actually somewhat funny like I, i'm on it right now like best 2021 game i'm sure you like, could fit
0: this game in a, a floppy disk <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> this seems perfect for like the floppy disk era you could fit this game on a cassette tape. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly yeah. how I like to play my games. <laughs> <laughs> on a cassette tape. on an eight-track player. Yeah. There's this running joke that you can run Doom like the original Doom on like uh on like anything. And uh people have like run it on like calculators and like the most craziest things. Like I, I don't know how People just they keep pushing that. the envelope with that. But, yeah, you could probably run Doom on a cassette tape, I'd imagine. <laughs> I mean, it has to have a screen. I mean, that's basically
1: be one of the only requirements, I feel like. Because I've seen Doom being run on, like, one of those big-ass calculators that I got in high school. I'm not sure if you got them, but it's had, like, Texas Instruments on them. Yeah. And I think I, I've seen so – I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I
0: think I've seen people play Doom on that. Oh, Which yeah. is fucking insane. People are just amazing with what they could do, like, hacking-wise and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, it's nuts. They, like, they it could get Doom to run, run on, like, a on, like a pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they probably could. I mean, if it's a really good
1: pregnancy test, it has a digital display on it, and it says, like, like the actual words, you're pregnant, it plays, like, a little gif with, like, a baby, <laughs> you know, jumping around. With, with a Doom helmet on and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah bfg shooting at all the
0: sperm and all that <laughs> now there's a doom mod that would be amazing and speaking of i saw that someone made a doom mod with taking pictures of nfts did you see that not really <laughs> yeah like I'm it's all these like about. like uh like monkey arts like floating around and you just see like in first-person mode, you have a camera and you're just taking pictures of them and scoring points. So silly. Oh my gosh, I know.
1: <laughs> but hey, I mean, uh, people get bored or whatever, or they push their, you know, they try to push their limits to see what they could do with these games. I mean, I think that's
0: kind of cool, honestly. That and people really like jumping on trends, and I feel like NFTs are a huge trend now like i i, I couldn't yeah, I even, ex- even a, yeah i couldn't even explain it to you like but it, it's just like funny how nfts are getting wrapped up in gaming now like video game companies are trying to push for nfts and it's been getting like a lot of backlash
1: that i didn't know but um i actually did have my sister um explain to me ...what an NFT was, because I was like, yeah, well, what are these things I keep hearing about? And she explained it to me, and I think this is the best way I could, but um, it's kind of like, you know, they make a picture of, like, a little cartoon thing, like a monkey, we'll say, because you said that before. And uh, it's basically like you have the original um picture of that, the original file of it, and even if it gets shared or copied a million times you still have that original file and that's what makes it like valuable or whatever is that you have the original, you know?
0: Yeah. And I've been noticing like a lot of people have been just making a killing with these things. Like even like dead mouse, he's been like making millions off of like NFTs of like his cat.
1: Oh yeah. Well, he, he, he is a big name in EDM. So that's got to be part of the reason why he's making millions off of it, right? Because it's like Deadmau5 made it, you know. So
0: I, that's why know, that's I feel like you have. need a following in order to sell NFTs. I mean, I could absolutely. be wrong. I'm no like NFT expert, but I feel like that will make the process a whole lot easier of like oh, making. No, money, you're absolutely you know? right.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right about that. Because like, if you have a big following, people are gonna follow you. You know, like if you have five million. Subscriber or uh, followers or whatever on Instagram, and you release something on that, they're all going to see that. So they're all going to go, "Oh, if he's if he's showing this, it must be worth something," because you know he's got such a following and he has his own legacy of music or uh, art or whatever. So you know for years, and he's a big name, he's recognizable. So yeah, of course, you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, it's it's just interesting to see what a lot of video game companies are going to do with NFTs if they are still going to push for them like because the idea is they want players to play like NFT games where you can actually earn whatever the coin or value is as you play it but a lot of gamers just see that as like whoa like this is stupid you know but. yep NFTs
1: man i mean that I don't think that that's going to replace, uh, what does that call, crypto, right? Like, it's not going to replace that. I just think it'll be, like, its own thing, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is To switch gears, Sorry. do you Sorry. have any – oh, no, that's fine. Do you have any games that you feel are valuable, even if they are, like, open, that you've, like, held on to? That I've
1: held on to? Like, me personally, or just, like, in general?
0: Uh, like, you personally, like, have either, like, someone's given you one from, like, years ago, and you just never traded it in, or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I would say that I never had anything, like, like that. Like, no one ever really, well, people have gifted me games, obviously, before, especially when I was younger. But, um, uh, no, I never really held on to them or anything like that. I used to either just sell them, or... Or basically lose them in my old house that I used to live in. I guess you know. Yeah. I guess the next I guess the next family move moving in or person or whatever will claim it. You know.
0: They're like, oh shit! It's a copy of uh, Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. An ET or some shit. I heard that game is worth a
1: lot, even though it was like the worst game of all time or whatever. Yeah. The game ET from
0: like what was it like on Atari or something? They talked about that on uh the high score documentary, right? Yeah, they did. On Netflix. Was like,
1: yeah. I I think it had something to do with because uh the reason why that game was so bad because it was rushed because they told them that they that uh they told the guy that they needed the game like in like in like 3 months or something. Something crazy like that. And I could be wrong because I haven't seen this show in a while. But uh yeah, uh I
0: think the reason was because it was really really rushed. Yeah, imagine being asked to make a game like that in such a little amount of time during a time where it was not easy to make games. It was not, no. Nothing was easy back then, you know? It it always gets easier
1: as we get older, kinda. I'm saying, like, as time goes. Not
0: not exactly, like, us aging, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, because look at it now. Like, now anybody can make a game. You could download, like, Unreal Engine or Unity, like these softwares, yeah, yeah, and just put together yeah. some sort of a game, and it, it's crazy how accessible all these things are. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts what they can do. Like now, like, and it's funny
1: because they could use those those engines, like Unity and Unreal, and uh, they 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 could make like a decent like first person shooter or, or 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 like something
0: like that, you know. or remastering games like there's there's um people who've taken mario 64 and like a lot of these um old n64 games and have revamped them in like the unreal engine and it just looks insane like it looks better than if nintendo tried to do a remaster like i mean they literally did that recently with uh um, the Mario All Stars pack. It, it had Mario sixty four, um, Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy. And a lot of people complained that it wasn't good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well I mean it's hard when like uh I don't know, that's like kinda weird, like uh when like the company itself that actually made the original game and made the classic itself can't remaster and make it, you know, good also, you, you know. You'd
0: think they would be Not. best at it. Like, they put out, like, a beautiful, polished, like, HD remaking of the game. But instead, they just – I think they're just mainly focused on the money because they know everybody is just going to buy the game purely out of nostalgia and not really – But if they don't – it's it's funny. You'd think that they would, like, think to themselves, like, oh, someone's going to catch on to the details. And people always do, you know. Like, in the first episode of my podcast – Like, we were talking about the Grand Theft Auto remaster, how terrible that was, you know? And uh, you'd think that Rockstar would have put more work into those games because those games are what made them Rockstar,
1: you know? No, it's what made made them, exactly. But you know what it could be? Like, I I was thinking just now about that is that now, like... I'm not going to take sides on, like, the, on EA or any of those other big-time companies that kind of care more about money than they do their customers. Right. But, like, but, like, those developers, though, like, they have, like, I think what sets them back and, and into making, like, a game that's not that good, but had all this all this crazy hype is because they have, like, deadlines. You know? Yeah. And they have, they have a job, and, and, and also it's their job, so, like, even though, like, I'm sure they love what they do, it's still a job in the end, and they're working, like, overnights and, you know, crazy amounts of time that they're putting into this, and I think that that's what kind of does it, like, um, well, not, not not does it, like, fully, but I think that, like, that plays a part in why the games that they make are, you know, not
0: hyped up to be you know that's a good point i like honestly i would like to make a video one day about like they they call it in the video game industry crunch and crunch is so common now for these complex games these big AAA games that are coming out because they want them to be good of course any video game studio wants their games to be good but like there's like a standard of quality you know what I mean? Like that that's why it took Rockstar so many years to make Red Dead Redemption 2. They wanted it to be like fantastic, perfect. yeah, like perfect. So they would have their workers like work insane hours per week to the point where like their wives were like you know, ready to start an uprising with the with their bosses, you know?
1: Angry mob outside with torches and everything.
0: Yeah, we want our husbands better. <laughs> exactly. More
1: wives, whatever you know.
0: Yeah, like it's just it's sad to see because I'm sure a lot of those people that work on these games like they love their job, but not to that extent where it's like you know hard labor every freaking week to to meet deadlines.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like that saying, like, you know, like, too much of something is is bad, whether it's, whether it's like, a good thing or a bad thing. Too much of it is, is you know, can be straining on you, you know, and health, I, mental, whatever,
0: physically, you know. I'm sure they want to work on other things, too. Like, I'm sure they have even passion projects, like, stuff they would want to do on their, like, in their spare time.
1: Of course, you know, and then when they're working five years, let's say on a game, it's, you know, they're like, all right, you know, they, they might get that feeling like I kind of want to do something else, you know, I want to make a different game or I want to, I want to go on vacation, you know, I want to do something else than doing this for five years
0: straight, you know, they don't want to be designing like a 100 tumbleweeds for Red Dead Redemption, (laughs) like they, they want to do something a little more fulfilling to their career. Yeah, of course. You know, they want to move on. You know, it's funny. Years ago, I went through a phase where I wanted to be a video game designer, and at the time, I had such a false sense of what it was. I, I thought, like, oh, you know, making video games is going to be so much fun. It's yeah. going to take like an hour. And it's, yeah, and that's it. You, you know? click up, yeah. you It'll click a fun. button, you know, and and <laughs> then the game is just made. It's it's like magic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's mine, and it looks great, and man,
1: I want to make a million games a year, you know?
0: Oh, perfect, yeah. You, know, you could be a bigger studio than Rockstar, just pumping out games. Like, I, I thought it was that easy, and then I got older, and I'm like, oh, you need to know coding. Oh, you need to be an artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, yeah, a, I mean, yeah, it, it's a team effort, you know? It's like making uh, a movie. You You have so many people doing so many different things, To bring an idea to life, I know it's just uh, any
1: any project you put into it's it's always gonna you know it's always
0: a lot of work you know yeah obviously it makes me wonder what goes through the minds of people that make video game movies because it seems like they make those in a day (laughs) yeah I know.
1: Well yeah, because we're on the other end of it, you know, so we get the release date and the and the movie itself when it comes out. So you know, so it's uh so it's a different what the hell the word is what the hell's the word I'm trying to look for here, but it's a different like perspective. Uh, different position perspective, yeah. You know, like we're on that end, they're on that end, you know?
0: I got a question for you. What was the last video game movie you saw? Okay, um, the last video game movie I saw.
1: And what'd um, you think um, of it? Oh, you... I think you already know this,
0: uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh! That's what I saw. So, I actually, I knew it, but I didn't know it. Because when I asked you the question, I was thinking in my head, he's gonna say Assassin's Creed. But then, wow. I, I've to, I totally forgot about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, I,
1: like... That movie? I haven't seen that movie in like two or maybe three or four years or something like that since it came out. It yeah. Was like pre pre COVID, you know, so it
0: was a long time ago. Yeah, that one did come out uh some time ago. And of course, to be clear, we are talking uh about the latest Mortal Kombat movie, not yes. the not Annihilation and not the one from uh the nineties. Um, i
1: did i did like the movie from that not annihilation but i did uh, i did like the
0: original movie yes uh people seem to have a sort of it's so bad it's good feeling about the original um there's definitely certain moments where you're like oh man like it's cheesy dialogue and stuff <laughs> but that was good. But uh, I, there's definitely iconic moments from that movie yeah, that I still love. Like uh, Liu Kang versus Reptile is like my favorite fight. That was sick. I love that fight. Like, Cue be, like, in like, the techno like, music. And, kick, and, yeah. Oh, so good. I love uh, it. That was great. I
1: loved it, and I liked how they implemented that. Like he was kind of like a creature at first, then he went into that statue, and then he and then he came out of it as like a ninja, like his original form from the games, because he was one of the colored ninjas, if that's the
0: right terminology for that. The scorpion, sub zero, reptile, you know. Exactly. Yes, and uh, it's funny because that scene, Johnny Cage is like wondering, like, dude, what the hell are you doing, and Liu King just, like, grabs Reptile out of nowhere because he was cloaked, which was a great nod to his video game ability because he was able to go in- invisible. So that was a nice touch. And, that was a uh, great touch for that. The choreography of the fighting was freaking awesome. Oh, it was great, yeah. That's why I think it was great,
1: though. Like, that movie was good, even though, yeah, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, it, it, it like – it was one of those movies kind of like The Room with Tommy Wiseau where it's, <laughs> it was bad. It was meant to be good, but it was bad, but it was good, you know?
0: Yeah, now all we need is uh a The Room and Mortal Kombat mashup. Yeah, now that, that would be something. Uh, you have Tommy Wiseau as one of the ninjas. Like, good over here at Mock. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or like before each fight, like, oh, hi, Scorpion. <laughs>
1: and they all say it, you know. Like like in the movie that that movie was just great.
0: Oh my gosh. Too good.
1: But I actually
0: liked the original Mortal Kombat uh more than the new one. The You're new watching. one I was not uh like the 90s Mortal Kombat movie uh versus the new one that came out on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see why
1: why you feel that way. But um I I did like the new the newer one too, I did. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was good, even though there were some things in it. You know, with every movie that you're gonna have like a problem with. But I yeah. thought overall, I would give it maybe like a like a seven or eight out of ten. Maybe may, maybe a seven, like a seven out of ten, which that's is fair. Good, you know. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I'd say that's a fair rating. I I mean I'm a harsh critic when it comes to movies, yeah. um, so. You know, I'm probably the wrong person to talk about this movie with, but, uh, but I I did like a lot of the Easter eggs in the movie, and there there were a lot of good references, like, there, in the new one. Yeah, there was okay. one where they had a sub zero move, like they had like the down arrow, left arrow, and the and the button in on like a wall behind a couple of the fighters in one scene. Is that his slide i that's a good question because i want to go back and revisit that scene now to see what move it was i don't know if it was the the freeze move or if it was his slide
1: well but, you you said backs back right oh i was back. just like
0: kind of like guessing oh okay, okay but okay, but okay. i know yeah, that I it was it was a nod to one of the moves which was a nice touch but uh, yeah that's
1: I, I love seeing that shit, like little Easter eggs that, like, you notice, you know, because uh, what do you call it, like, when, when they put them in games or in movies and stuff, and you do notice it, or, like, you catch it on your own without looking at a tutorial or whatever yeah on YouTube, like, and you see it yourself, that's, like, a feel-good kind of moment, you know, like a temporary
0: feel-good type of thing that the, happens. The games had a lot, the Mortal Kombat games had a lot of good um Easter eggs and secrets, like the ability to play up, like, against Reptile in the first one. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, did you know about that, like, back when, you like, you were first playing it? No,
1: I did not know about that back then. I think I only knew, like, very, more recently. Like, yeah. maybe even about, like, a year or two ago when, uh, I, I think you told me. I think I remember you telling me, like, oh, uh I don't know if you knew were reptiles in the first one. And yeah, we had a conversation about that, I believe. I, I th- think, I think we, it was you.
0: We probably did because I'm so crazy about like secrets and games and stuff like that. So, um, and what you had to do to get to that moment is so tough that I can only like, it, it must've been so crazy to discover that, you know, like somebody literally like discovered that by mistake because there's no way somebody like knew about it to do it unless you made the game. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So like you had to make sure like the if you're on like um what's the stage where you're up high and there's like the moon in the background. If you're on that stage, you have to hope like Santa crosses the moon and you get like a like two flawless exactly victories. Yeah, yeah. But uh it's just it's so crazy. Like, I love how video game developers put that kind of stuff in games, and they'll find out years later that somebody finally discovered it.
1: I think one of the fatalities from that level is, I think you do an uppercut, and the guy falls all the way down into spikes. Yep, that's but a classic one. It's that one, right?
0: Yep. That's yeah, so there good. there you go. And I th- I think the first movie did a nod to that with, uh spoilers, everyone, but I think you've had ample time to watch it. But uh, when Lu Kang k- kills <laughs> when Lu Kang kills Shang Sung at the end, he falls down onto spikes. Um, not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the same stage of course, but uh yeah, the nice, original, yeah. yeah, a nice nod there to the games.
1: Yeah, I like when they do shit like that. That's cool. Oh yeah. And I also liked when they uh did a not to scorp. Well, even though they kind of did him dirty in the uh, original movie, they made him like a, they made him like a fucking zombie in that movie. That just took orders from Shang Tsung, and that was it. You know, and just fight this guy, and that was it. No story, nothing. But I did like where they showed like his fatality on John, even though Johnny Cage blocked it on uh, in that
0: movie. That was that was really I- cool I with that. the fire.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was
0: cool. That whole scene. Was great. That was like my other favorite fight. Uh, when they're in the woods.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like the uh the voice acting from Sub Zero
1: and Scorpion and the, I I'm I, I'm not sure Sub Zero but Scorpion the voice acting in that was just terrible. I thought like his his cheekbones didn't even move under the mask when when he spoke like saying get over here or welcome you know when they when they brought him to
0: the uh Nether Realm. When I'm pretty sure that was scaffoldings. I'm pretty sure that was the creator Ed Boone that voiced uh Scorpion in the movie. Really? I
1: thought it was like the original
0: guy from the games cuz it sounded like him. Cuz Ed Boone voiced Scorpion in the games, at least in the early uh games. Oh, he, okay, Sorry. Yeah, it's so so right. it would make sense to have <laughs> yeah. him in the movie um I love the clip. Someone got a clip of him from, like, Comic-Con or one of these conventions of him doing the voice, and he could still do it so well. Like, nice. it, with, like, no effects applied to it. Like, it's just Well, he's gotta be older, so cool. like, way older now, so he's not like,
1: get over here! <laughs>
0: like that, right? He's not, he's definitely not, like, that old, but he's, okay. he's, I, I'd say he's up there in age. I, I think he still has it in him to do it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be funny to hear him do it like all super old. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, gosh. like in a hospice somewhere, just saying like,
1: "Yeah, it's like, Dad, you're dying. Stop, stop <laughs> quoting Scorpion, please." He thinks he's still in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Oh yeah, he gosh. doesn't look that old. I mean, he has eyebrows for days. That motherfucker. <laughs> but, but he looks good.
0: He's got forty lashes.
1: <laughs> forty. He's got a thousand lashes. <laughs> I'm actually looking it up now. He's fifty seven oh. years old. Well there you so have you
0: it. That old. There you have it, people. Oh man, that would be such a great guest for sure. Is to have Ed Boone and just to I ask him it. what what was your inspiration for making one of like the first violent games. Cause like I don't know if you ever saw like the news, uh like the media interviews. Like they had him and the co creator on and they would ask him like the worst and most inane questions. So like, you do you realize like this is bad for kids and stuff like that. And, like, of course, yeah.
1: So of dumb. course they're gonna get like that. It is dumb. It's like, bro, you're making like most of us turned out okay, enjoying these games and these movies and stuff. Like, shut the fuck up. Right. Let him live his life. Let him entertain us. Nobody's going out there throwing spears at kids, like <laughs> and nuns, and freezing buses filled with with. Ace patients, Like, calm the fuck down. You've created quite the picture, for sure. <laughs> like, uh, come on, bro. Like, I'm not surgically attaching arms to my body and acting like Goro and running around, you know, the mall and shit.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty evident that there's little to no scientific backing that games have any sort of like heavy influence on people no you know no you yeah. don't that's that's the escape right the games and the movies are the escape it's like from people like problems people who like like for instance you know one of my favorite bands is slipknot and when i used mine to too. mine too man there you go when i used to listen to them uh, back in the day, my uncle would be like, oh, this is like the devil's music. Like, why do you listen to yeah, this? And, and he would like take their lyrics so seriously. But it's like, if you look at those dudes and, and you see some of their interviews, they're just as normal as anybody else. They have families. Like, they, they live a, like pretty normal lives. And it's, it's just art, you know? It's all art. The, uh, those lyrics, the, the creating of those songs, all that stuff. And, expression. And video games are too. So it's like you yeah. you can't you can't take these things out of the intention that they were originally like made for, you know. But that's but, what they're going to
1: do like the parents don't know better cuz maybe they didn't have those things when they were younger, so they don't understand it. So that I could understand how they feel. But like the media, the government or whatever, like they they do research. They're smart. They know what goes on in this world. So, for them to like just take the parents' side on it and not it, and instead of educating them, they put this propaganda bullshit out, saying like, oh look like uh, you know um, you're you're driving around a car a GTA. Your kid's gonna steal your car, drive into town, start running over old ladies like right you yeah. know like that's that's the kind of sh- i mean obviously they're not going to word it that way and put it out that way but they're going to subliminally put it out and say you know this is just bad stop your kids from doing this or whatever i mean
0: for years the media has been trying to like blame like a- any sort of media you know on on major events like columbine they tried to blame doom Ramstein, like, because yeah. they said, "Oh, Marilyn they listen Manson. to Ramstein, yeah. Marilyn Manson," so they have to, they, you know. These are the, the root causes of what they did, and I don't know. It's it's all crazy. It's crazy. It's dumb.
1: Yeah, I could get into this for hours about <laughs> this <type of> shit. <laughs> right? I know that, oh my gosh, for sure. You know, just cause... because you listen, just because you listen to Slipknot, doesn't mean you're gonna push your fingers
0: into your fucking eyes. <laughs> you know. Right. If anyone gets that reference, you know? Exactly. But, yeah, it's it's things like this that people just take a little too seriously. And But it, this is always going to be the case because games are... say that. It's never going to stop. It, it's never going to stop because video games are always going to be pushing the envelope too. You know, ever since the violent games started, like Mortal Kombat and um, GTA and like all the major ones... There's going to be controversial games coming out, but they they will always put out a warning. They, they have the rating systems out there and all that to let you know that this is what yeah. you're going to get into. Yeah, and I'm okay with the rating
1: systems. You know, I get that. Like, that's fine. Right. You know, j- just to let the parents know, like, this is what your kids are going to be playing. So are you sure you want to buy this for them? You know, like that that I get. that That's fine. I mean, but it can be bypassed,
0: like, pretty easily. Because, uh, of course, you could just send... Like, if, if you're a teenager or something, you just send your mom or your dad to buy the game for you. I mean, <laughs> I referenced this in the first episode. My mom bought me Conker's Bad Fur Day, and I was playing that game, and it had nudity and guns and movie references and yeah. and everything. So it's like... Yeah. There's no way around that. Uh, kids are going to get their hands on these things, especially now with how I'm accessible digital. everything is. Yeah, everything's digital now, so y- you could police it all you want. But yeah, I know it's it's just.
1: I mean, it is it is what it is. Kids kids are always going to find their way to play their games, to so watch their videos, watch porn, whatever. They're always going <laughs> right. to find a way. You know, the only thing you could do is and it won't even work, is to shut off their internet, take their game thing away, or whatever it is, because they'll just go over to their friend's house and do it, you know, or
0: they'll find a way to do it, you know? Oh yeah. Like in the uh video that I did about the kid who played Halo, like he was obsessed with Halo and mm-hmm. and he uh shot his parents, he what? Yeah, he shot his parents. Uh his father with um, purple gun with the spikes? <laughs> with the needler? <laughs> that's what it's called, the needler. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, he used like the plasma pistol. <laughs> because, no. uh, I mean, that's impressive if he found that fucking thing and used it. Oh man, he'd have to like get it from Area 51. <laughs>
1: but um, anyways, Sorry, yeah, God. his yeah. dad
0: had it, like his own gun stashed away in like a, I think he had it in a safe, I want to say uh but somehow or another his son got a hold of it and you know shot his parents so the point i'm trying to make is uh his father tried to keep him from playing halo like he would take away the system take away the game but he still would like go over his friends house to play it for hours so there was like no way of policing it you know
1: yeah but also, like, I don't really blame the game on the kid doing that. The kid obviously had issues, and his parents were probably shitty parents. Right. I mean, I obviously don't know the story because you're telling it to me for the first time, but if I were to take take a guess, it would be that. It has to be. Because no, no kid without any sort of – um what the hell is, oh, my god. Like, traumatizing life, like, no kid without that would – you know, go and just kill the kill their fucking parents.
0: You know, right? Yeah, like there's the, so much more to it. If you do want to look into the story, his name is Daniel uh, Petrick. Um, whoa, hold on a second. Yeah, if you do want to check it out, uh, I think I think you mean Petrich. <laughs> I? I don't. I don't want to rush to the assumption that he is uh, Slavic with that name, but. Oh, now you're picking on
1: Slobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's it. I'm done. Show's over. Oh my God. Daniel, his name is Daniel Petrich, and but I didn't like, see yeah, like an accent on his last name, so I I didn't I didn't want to rush to the assumption.
1: Listen, you're my friend, totally so <laughs> be fine, but I'm
0: going to say you butchered the fuck out of his last name. So, I I pronounced it the way the media pronounced it just that oh, just yeah. to be on the safe side and didn't want to like rush to any assumptions. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure I probably botched it for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's totally cool. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but he, he's he's definitely Slavic from and probably Croatian cuz Petric is a very Croatian name. There or Serbian, but most likely Croatian. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he is Croatian cuz he's from Wellington, Ohio. I think they have a good good population of Croats there. Oh. Along with uh my boy uh, Steep Ambicic, who is uh you know who that is. That's a heavyweight, of course, uh, in, in the UFC, Big UFC fighting. Yeah, he's yeah. not my cousin. <laughs> my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. what we do Croatians, we all call
0: each other cousins. That's true, right? <laughs> That's somewhat, yeah. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I want to end on one last question.
1: Uh, oh, wait, is it that time?
0: It's. Oh, I know, man. It's the time. The time has been flying with these podcasts, and I've been having so much fun. I want to end with what is your best video game memory? Um. Wow. I don't know.
1: I mean. Right now I just thought of one. It's not like uh, I don't know if it's my best or not because I had a lot. But um I guess I could say uh you know how I'm into strategy games, right? Like yeah. uh to- Total War, Age of Empires, whatever. There was this one time where um and and uh I was just thinking cuz I do kind of suck at games even though I love playing them. I fucking suck at them. But there was this one time where I was playing Total War, um, what was it, was it Medieval? I don't know, it it was one of those games, but I remember playing that online against somebody, and, um, I had my troops on one side, he had his troops on one side, and, uh, I think I remember going into the attack with it, and it's a really complex game where you have to control, like, a lot of sets of units, you know, and they're all grouped together, so... You, you know, and the battlefield is friggin huge, so you have to like hand the camera across the map like fast to get on that side of the battle and It's almost like a real life battle, you know like that 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 took place on like on like miles of land, you know, just like in real life, you know from back then, and like I remember playing I was attacking this guy, and um he was, like, winning the battle, and I was, like, retreating my guys, and I was like, man, this kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's only a game, but whatever, like, I'll I'll still try. Usually, like, I would quit at that time and just be like, you know, GG, I'll resign. Yeah. But I thought, fuck it, let, 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 like, let's do it, you know? So, um, uh, he was, he was attacking me, and I was retreating, and He did something where he kind of made a mistake, where he sent in, like, his reserves, too, like, the guys in the back, and he sent them in to, like, finish me off, and, uh, you know, he, he did that, and I remember, dude, I don't know how the fuck this even happened, and, and I could even tell that this guy was really fucking good at the game, too, but, anyways, um, I did, like, this sort of, like, this pincer movement with, like, units where, like, it looks like a, um, where, like, uh, um, where you trap the enemy in the middle of units that are, like, uh, like your units that are surrounding him, and mm-hmm. it kind of looks like a, like a crab claw, you know? Right. If you look at it from, like, a bird's eye view, if you're looking at the battle. And they basically, like, I did that on him, and I ended up killing, like, most of his units doing that, and mine ended up mostly surviving, which was crazy. And um, I remember even, like... Uh, even, like, being the guy's friend for, like, a little bit afterwards. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, um,
0: he respected your play like, that like, much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I fucking did something crazy like that. I was like, fuck it, let me try this. And it worked, because he was heavily winning. He had way more units, you know? Yeah. And I, I defeated him in that. And he was like, holy shit, well done, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, damn, like... I And then me and him started playing like a few games together after that, you know, 2v2s and all that, but then, you know, as it happens, we drifted apart, but yeah, it was cool. You Maybe know? one of these I guess days... I that was a lot
0: I could think of. I suck at storytelling, sorry. No, no, dude, you're fine. I- I'm thinking one of these days you might reconnect with him. You might happen to be on Total War, and, then, and then he's going to whip out that same strategy, the crab claw <laughs> on you and it's all going to be over. He's going to get his yeah, redemption.
1: He's going to reverse it. He's going to yeah. Oh, yeah, do the reverse on me. The reverse
0: Uno card and hit me with that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Alrighty, man. I, I had to remember though. so much fun. That was an awesome video game memory. Great, great freaking guest, dude. Thank you so much for your time. And, uh, Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. We're yeah. definitely going to have you back on, man. And, uh, in case I have to ask this, because I know there's not going to be a lot of people tuning in, but some people will. Do you have anything? Well, do you have go. anything to promote? Any sort of social media that you would want people to find you on?
1: It's a, yeah. I have it right here. Just it's it's at J A Y M O, uh, the the letter O, and then nine eight four.
0: Alrighty. You slap that on there at J M O nine eight four. Perfect. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you again. And uh, we will talk soon, my friend.